0: Uh, you know our strategy in terms of uh, you know missions and planning churches uh, is one where we want to connect with people. My uh, for the years of my ministry, the number one thing I've learned in life: connect with solid people who are going to plant churches. That's our strategy. It's my strategy. It's not so much you know the area or, or who's, who's who the group is that's starting in or whether someone thinks it's a good idea. It's whether we have confidence in the people doing that. That strategy is in our North American uh, mission strategy. We have seen in Atlanta, Denver, and Phoenix. it just had a lot of real success with those young men uh, planning that we wanted to be more involved in planning churches and cruises began working with Dennis Garcia from North American Mission Board who was uh, the representative here and I don't know how long ago it was probably it was less than a year ago but uh, a few months back and probably before COVID or sometime in there uh, he introduced me to Derek uh, Derek is uh, some of you may know Derek he'll tell his story he is planning a church they're going to start in 2021 He and his wife, Tara. Uh, I got to meet Tara a few uh, weeks back. We had a dinner together with my family and Joe's family. And uh, they'll tell their story. We were excited to be able uh, to partner with him in in the endeavor of planning a new church in Las Cruces. There are several church plans we're being involved with next year. This is the only English-speaking one. And uh, you are speaking English? (laughs) <laughs> a little bit. So, yeah, only so English speaking church. So, I'll let them do it all. Y'all welcome, Derek. So, you may know him, and we're glad he's here. I'm going to give him the rest. In it before, and when we leave, I'll just close it out. So, come on up and tell us your story.
1: So, hey guys, how's it going? My name is Derek. So, I can get really loud, so I'm just warning the AV team. Some, some You guys know that. <laughs> So, uh, my name is Derek Mitchell, and this is my wife, Tara Mitchell, uh, the love of my life, by the way, and uh, my dream girl. I always like to say that when I get on stage, because she is, but, um, and we will be planting a church in 2021, and so we're really excited to share that with you guys, and and before we start, there's a passage of scripture that I want to read. It comes from Ephesians 4, starting in 11 through verse 15, and it says this, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service. So that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves blown here and there and by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is ahead, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Um, And I just want to read that before we start. Uh, That's a passage I'm going to talk about here in a few minutes, and it's where my heart for my love for the church comes from. But before we do that, I'm going to turn it over to Tara.
2: Hey, everyone. Uh, We are so glad to be here, and I just want to go to the Lord and just thank him for tonight. Uh, Father, thank you so much uh, for tonight and for bringing us here to worship you and um, to fellowship and to talk about your work. Um, God, I thank you for First Baptist Church and the work that they have done over the years in the city and the work that they continue to do. God, bless each person here. Keep us all healthy and safe and, and just help us um, as we all prepare our hearts for uh, worshiping you this Christmas. Um, but thank you for tonight. Um, we love you and we give you this night. In Jesus' name, Amen.
1: amen. Yeah, and I just want to say thank you to First Baptist Church. They've been a huge encouragement to us on this road that we've been on in helping us get going and get started. So uh, you guys are partnering with us, which is exciting, and we can't even believe that we have partners, but we do, that people would get behind us, that other whole churches would get behind us. Um, and so since we are, you know, since you are partnering with us, we just want you to get to know us a little bit. Um, And so I'd like to tell my story about how I came to know Christ and my calling to church planting. So I came to know Christ actually when I was nine years old and I was playing video games with my best friend at the time whose name was Steve. And the video game had this little angel kid that was running around and it sparked conversation with us about heaven and hell and things like that. And I made the comment to Steve, I said, you know, we have no idea when we sit before God if he's going to, you know, if we're right with him, right? If he's going to be happy with us or mad with us. However, a nine-year-old explains that. And he he dropped his controller and he looks at me and he says, What? Like you don't know? And I said, I said, no, do you? And he was like he's like, Well, yeah, I know. And he starts to tell me about Jesus. He's a nine-year-old and he's telling me about Jesus over video games. And so he tells me that Jesus Christ paid for my sins on the cross and and, and sins are the things that separate us from God. And he goes running to his mom. And he's like, mom, mom. He's like, Derek has no idea about Jesus. And he comes running back into the And I'm like, where'd he go, right? He just ran away. And, and he, he came back and he was holding this to my nine-year-old brain. It was a massive Bible. It was the biggest Bible I've ever seen, even to this day. It was a Steve family Bible, right? And he opens it up as a nine-year-old. And he starts reading scripture to me. And he starts telling me about Jesus. And finally, he says, and I don't to this day remember what he read, to be honest. But he says, do you... Want to invite Jesus into your life? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, you've got to mean it. And I said, okay, I'll mean it. He's like, no, dude, you've got to like mean it, mean it. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll mean it, mean it. And he said, put your right hand on the Bible, right? And so, so he closes his Bible, and I do. I put my right hand on the Bible, and he said, never, never mind. I've got to read something else. Do the Pledge of Allegiance. Stand like you're saying the Pledge of Allegiance. And so, so I stood there like I was saying the Pledge of Allegiance, and I received Jesus Christ into my life. And I know that that's where my relationship uh, with Christ began was that moment. Um, you know, fast forward to when I was about 18, because that happened, but my family wasn't really connected to a church. There's one that we went to, you know, on Easter and Christmas, but that was about it. And when I turned 18, I knew my whole senior year in high school, I knew God was calling me to start owning my faith and start walking with Him. And so I did that when I turned, when I turned 18. And I started going to a church all by myself, and I was just sitting there, and it was this large, healthy church, and I had no, no idea what else to do to grow in my faith, and, uh, and in that time, my church was constantly talking about their roots in church planting, and in that whole year that I spent sitting in this, this massive megachurch of 3,500 people a service, I'm sitting there by myself for a year, but they always talked about their church planting roots, and I always got excited whenever they went there, and whenever they talked about that, and I always imagined myself doing it, and I, but I didn't have anybody walking with me at the time to say, hey, well, maybe, maybe God's got a calling on your life. Since then, I've been, I've been a part of multiple church plants, and every one of those pastors have had this significant impact in my life. And, and always, I imagine myself church planting, and actually, we've pursued it in the past, and God has shut that door, but he has miraculously opened it in this season, and by faith, we're stepping through that door to plant a church in Las Cruces.
2: Uh, Derek and I have been married for 13 years, and we have uh, four kiddos. Aethne is uh, six years old, Oakley's five, uh, Nehemiah is two, and Noah is nine months. So please pray for our babysitters. They need it right now. <laughs> um, but the reason I'm here today, um, and honestly a Christian, is because of the church in Las Cruces. Um, there was a church plant um, in my neighborhood that reached out to the families of um, my neighborhood and reached my family and reached me. Um, and that I wanna tell you a little bit about that story and also um, just a little bit of the journey the Lord has had me on. Um, my family was on the East Mesa and um, there were several people in the community that went to East Mesa Baptist Church and they, um, through various you know, ways, Uh, loved on my family, invited us to church, shared the gospel, invited us to church again and again, and actually it was the church van that picked up me and my little sister. And um, we went, and this was when I was in middle school, my sister was in elementary, and the church loved on us. And we went to vacation Bible school, we went to Sunday school, because the church van picked us up, and eventually I went to um, camp with the um, youth uh, to Civils Baptist Camp, and that's where I came to know the Lord. I heard the gospel, and I'm sure I'd heard it, you know, um, many times at church. But that's where I heard it and gave my life to the Lord. And soon after that, um, got baptized at East Mesa, and uh, my parents started coming. We they came to know the Lord. So we are literally um, a product of the church reaching out into the, the neighborhood. Um, after that, I. Had a roller coaster you know faith i went to church faithfully but just struggled to walk with the lord know the lord um and then when i graduated high school um through my church i found out about um, the baptist student union and so i got plugged in there and that was when i started to really own my faith and grow in the lord and walk with jesus i read the bible for the first time on my own there Um, and then i began to realize that It was because of the support of churches that organizations like that, you know, existed and and worked and functioned. And I went to, um, I remember each week I was going to this thing called Fast Break, and it was a free lunch uh, that the Baptist Student Union, and it's now called Christian Challenge, um, had. And I was like wow, they do this free meal for college students. Well, come to find out, it was the churches that were providing this free meal. And First Baptist was one of those churches. And I'm sure, you know, many of you have have served at that. And so that's one of my strong memories of growing in my heart um, and understanding for what the church does. And and so um, Derek and I met at the um, Baptist Student Union. He was on staff and I was a student when we first met.
1: When we first met.
2: <laughs> but we got married many years later. Um, and then we served at um, what's now Real Life Church, but was Messiah Park Community Church um, in the student ministry for many years together. And then the Lord um, led us to go to seminary, and Derek went to seminary um, in Fort Worth, Texas. And then we thought, you know, the plan was to church plants, but the Lord didn't have that for us at that time, so... Um, We didn't know what he had, and and he brought us back to Las Cruces. And we were really surprised, but really thankful. We have family here and a lot of friends and a city that we love. Um, And so we have been serving at Real Life Church um, for the past six years again. So Derek's been there um, all together almost 20 um, years. But anyway, the Lord um, opened the door for us to church plants. And so in 2021, we'll be doing that. And you might be asking, why? Why church plants? Um, and we have a heart um, for that, and um, it's, it's grown, and we have learned and, and our understanding of that. But here's uh, some interesting facts. Um, 246 million people in America do not have a relationship with Jesus. More than 90% of our community here in Las Cruces are not connected to an evangel- evangelical church on Sunday morning. Um, We believe to effectively reach a community so that everyone hears the truth of Jesus. Um, We need one church for every 1,000 people. That means our area needs 100 evangelical churches. Um, So that's part of the reason we have a heart uh, for this city and for the lost.
1: And if you look at uh, how many people are connected to a Southern Baptist church in this area, it's 2% or less especially COVID numbers is probably 2% or less. So we see a great need in our community to plant churches to reach people for Jesus Christ. And we believe that it takes all kinds of churches to reach all kinds of people. And if indeed you need one church for every thousand, that's a lot of different kinds of churches to reach a lot of different kinds of people. And that's on our heart. And we believe in that. Um, Something else we want you to know about us is is that Tara and I, we really have a great love for the church. We're in a season that oftentimes I hear from people you know, ah, I, just, I just don't believe in the church. I don't know what it, what it accomplishes. I even hear that from other believers in Jesus Christ. But we love the church, and we have a confidence in the church. And it's not a confidence in the church because of you and I, but because of the promises that God has made us through Jesus Christ in the church. And it comes from the passage that I read to you guys from Ephesians 4, and I'll read it again, and it says this. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, and that is Christ. From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. There's a word that keeps getting mentioned in that passage. And that passage is mature, that when we stay connected to the church, when we stay connected to the body of Christ, that is when you and I come to a maturity that we couldn't be at without the body of Christ. And, and that's why we need the body of Christ. That's one of the essential needs, because there's a, there's a need to grow in Jesus Christ that we can't get to uh, unless we are plugged into the church. You know, one of the big buzzwords during this season that we've been in during the COVID season is, is it essential? Is it an essential business? And, and I believe the church is essential. Be, yeah, we can clap for that. I mean, let's clap for that if you believe that. The church is essential because people need to be plugged into the body of Christ to continue to grow. A couple, a couple months ago, we got a new dishwasher. And, and, you know, when we bought it, Tara was like, uh, should we get them to come install, install it? And I was like, what? I got this. Right, guys? Guys? Right? You are hesitant to raise your hands there. <laughs> but I was like, I got this. And so I, I had it mostly put in, right? And I, I was doing well. And uh, uh, I got to the last part and I was just feeding some of the hoses, you know, to go into the drain. And, and I couldn't, I needed, I needed help, right? But I was like, no, I, and I was trying every trick in the book. Like I'm tying tape to sticks and things and trying to, you know, lengthen my arms and it just wasn't happening. And, and so there's a lot of grunting and throwing things coming from under the sink. And Tara kind of peeks in and she's like, you need help? And I'm like, no, right? And, you know, kind of, you know, hiss a little bit. And, uh, um, and then two hours later, I'm still there, right? Because my pride hasn't led me to go ask. So finally, I'm just done. I'm, I, I I've had it. I'm tired of being under the sink. I'd wasted my entire Saturday. And so I kind of walk up to Tara and, and I'm like, oh, hey, can, can you just help me with this one little part real quick? You know, I've, I've done it all myself. But can you? So she and 30 seconds later, we were done, right? <laughs> I was so frustrated. But I, I needed her. And the body of Christ needs each other. Um, and people need the body of Christ to come to a maturity in Christ. You know, I, I look around just in my neighborhood, and I can see the need for people that need the gospel of Jesus Christ and need the body of Christ. Just today, one of my neighbors told us about how last night, he had to run over to his daughter's house because she was, she was screaming that her living boyfriend was going to kill her and their child. And so he's telling us this story. And we'd been ministering to his daughter for a long time, too, and sharing the gospel with her. And Terry even had seasons where she was reading through the Psalms with her when she was living next door. And, but we see that huge need that they need Jesus Christ. My neighbors across the street are in like a like a battle. And, you know, we're in these houses that are, that are 10 feet apart, and some of them have restraining orders against each other. And I'm like, how do you do that when your houses are only 10 feet apart? But they hate each other. They're in this war. There's no love. There's no kindness. It's just a need for Jesus and to plug into the body of Christ and to be driven to maturity. We, we believe in the church, and we love the church, and we believe that the church exists for everybody to connect, to grow to know Jesus Christ, and to grow in Jesus Christ. And without it, there's maturity that you and I, we just can't get to without the body of Christ. And once again, we believe that there are all kinds of churches for, that are needed for all kinds of people. And, and indeed, if we, need, if we need 100 more churches in, in the Messiah Valley, then we need to start planting churches till Jesus comes again. You know, we are, we're so incredibly thankful for the partnership of First Baptist Church. Uh, the truth is, without their encouragement, I don't, I don't know how far along we might have even gotten on this process. We needed... We needed people in our life encouraging us to move forward and to move towards those desires that were on our heart. Um, I appreciate the spirit of partnership and not competition. And I believe that that spirit of partnership amongst churches is biblical. And one one of the places that we see that a spirit of partnership is essential within the church is in the book of Colossians. And it's in the last part of the book of Colossians. It's Colossians 4.16. So Paul gets done with this, with this letter and this teaching to this to this church. And then he says in 4.16, After this letter has been read to you, see to it also that you read it in the church of the Laodosians, and that you in turn read the letter from Laodosia. In other words, you guys should be sharing what we're writing to you. And the book of Colossians with scripture, you should be sharing the truth of, of the word of God and encouraging one another. We see that. Spirit of partnership there that Paul is encouraging right here in the book of Colossians. Uh, not only that, we see it um, in 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 8, uh, verses 1 through 5, it says this. And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. In the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave, us, um, they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability entirely on their own. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people, and they exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves first of all to the Lord, and then by the will of God also to us. So what's happening in this moment in 2 Corinthians 8 is uh, the church in Jerusalem was, prob- was experiencing a severe famine, uh, and, they- and they were hurting. They were hurting financially. Uh, there might have been other reasons that they were hurting also. They were hurting uh, maybe even persecution for being Christians But we do know that the famine was hurting them greatly. And so Paul had been writing other churches to get support for them, financial support from them. And we read that the Macedonians, uh, the churches, uh, Ephesus, uh, Galatians, they were all rallying behind the church in Jerusalem and and giving financial support. And what we read about the church in the Macedonians is, is it says that they were hurting, but out of their poverty they gave richly. And so we just see this spirit of partnership and not competition amongst, amongst the New Testament churches. Um, and we're so thankful for our partnership with First Baptist Church because they have been an encouragement to us, um, and, and we believe in that spirit of partnership. We're all on the same team. We are all sharing the same gospel of Jesus Christ, um, and, and we're so thankful to be doing that alongside you guys as we plant a church and as we move forward
2: yeah and and you know um, this obviously is a weird season to plant a church um, a, a little bit of a scary and intimidating season we're kind of asking ourselves like lord why you know we've been trying like why are you doing it right now, and he has his reasons and we're trusting him but as we've we've wondered that and we've questioned that and we've had you know some of our own personal difficulty with my dad's health this year and and then having a baby and and just some other challenges, your pastor here have continuously just pushed and, and encouraged and supported just like that passage. And then you guys coming beside us and, and helping uh, support and financially and prayerfully and and just allowing us even this opportunity tonight is such a huge blessing. But as Derek read that passage, I was just overflowing with gratefulness um, from what we've experienced. Um, you know, Pastor David, you, you took us, you've surrounded us and took us to dinner and just you know, encouraged us with your wisdom and insight, and said, you know, we're at your disposal for resources and, and whatever you need. We're, we're backing you um, because there's a lot of work to be done in this city still. There's, there's so many people that need to know Jesus still, and, and we're so grateful um, that you guys would come alongside us and, and support us. Um, we're also grateful to NAM, um, the North American Mission Board, for, for supporting us and, and, and caring about Las Cruces. Um, it's, it's really special. We're really excited for that.
1: Yeah. So to let you guys know uh, what we'll be doing as we church plant come January, uh, we believe that a thriving life is a life that is found in Christ. That's my prayer for my neighbors, that they would have a relationship with Christ, that they would connect to a healthy church, and that they would have a thriving life in Christ. And because of that, and I believe that comes from Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4, when it says the church brings us to maturity, I believe that that maturity is a thriving life in Christ, learning to live a healthy life in Christ. And because of that, we'll be planting Thrive Church in 2021 uh, because we believe, once again, a thriving life is a life that is found in Christ. Um, as far as our evangelism efforts, it's, it's kind of, we have a three-tiered system. The first will be, we'll be equipping our members to share the gospel personally. Uh, the second is, is we'll have an active... Uh, we're going to work hard to have just, just be active in our community, to be seen so that our community knows that we are here, that we are out there. Um, and and uh, finally, as we, as we gather our launch group together and as we start praying about who we are and who we're equipped to reach, we're going to be praying about where we can focus our efforts. So there's 55,000 people that live that between Telshore, I-70, and Lowman. So we're going to, in the end, focus in that area. Um, but we're gonna, we're gonna, as a, as a launch team, come together and say, hey, where can we reach, where can we focus, where can we just, just dial in and love on that community, and in what way, how has God equipped us, but we're also wanting to plug people into what we're calling the Thrive Life, and it's our, it's our discipleship aspect of the church, uh, and there's, that's three-tiered, it's Thriving youth Thriving, Thriving Family, and Thriving in Recovery. Thriving You is all about how to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, how to walk with him daily, uh, 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 what else is it? I just, <laughs> just space. There's three parts to Thriving You. It's all about having, having a relationship with Jesus Christ and how to walk with and him daily. Doctrinal. It's also about healthy doctrine and laying that foundation, but also how to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, I don't know about you guys, but whenever I get to get to share the gospel with somebody, it's like a supercharger to my soul. Um, I get so excited, and I see that in other people as I equip them to share the gospel. Um, And I believe that's part of a thriving, healthy relationship with Jesus Christ. Thriving family is exactly that. How do you have a healthy marriage in Christ? How do you grow in Christ together with your with your spouse and children and even and even grandparents? Um, And then how do you have a healthy relationship with your church? That's thriving family. Um, And then thriving recovered, Uh, I've I've worked with people long enough to know and and in this community to know this, that oftentimes when you share the gospel with somebody and they're stepping out of the world, they're coming out of the world with a ton of baggage. And you can sit down with a doctrine study or you can sit down, but man, they need you to deal with that baggage. They need you to deal with that addiction or the broken family or the, that's the immediate thing that might need to be dealt with. And so we believe that there's, some, there's a recovery aspect of coming out of the world. So some of that is uh, addiction recovery. Some of that's financial recovery. As I work with young couples, um, I'm amazed at not, a mortgage, not including mortgage or student loans or even cars, that they might be... $70,000 in credit card debt. In fact, that oftentimes is an average, and they have no idea what to do about that, and they're drowning. And so they need, they need equipping and how to get out of that mess. Um, and then also it's identity. You know, yeah, homosexuality is huge in our culture right now, but when we're in the world, we our identity just gets attacked by the enemy, and finding that healthy identity in Christ is huge for all of us. And so that's our Thrive Life pathway to a thriving life because we believe a thriving life is a life that is in Christ.
2: Yeah, we're excited to help people come to know Jesus. We're excited to help them grow um, in discipleship and and walk um, so that they can also share the gospel with others in their life and help others grow um, so it's that continuous process.
1: So I think I've gone half an hour. And so I think we're running out of time. Um, And I want to say thank you again. You know, uh, Dr. Burroughs and Joe Andrews have been such an incredible blessing in our life. They have have embodied that spirit of partnership that we see in the New Testament. And they have come alongside us and encouraged us and just flooded love into our life and believed in us. And we're so thankful for them and we're so thankful for First Baptist
0: Church.
2: Yeah, so I'll just close in prayer. And um, I know there's probably other things tonight. Um, God, I thank you so much uh, again for the work that you've done in in our lives, God, and that you continue to do. Um, God, I pray that we would always be hungry um, to know you more um, and to walk in more intimacy with you, Father, that we would never grow tired and weary of doing good and um, making you known um, and helping people grow, even as we first did um, when we took those baby steps of faith. May we continue to help people do that. God, I pray that this city would be reached for you, I pray that those that are hurting and lost would um, surrender their lives to you um, and that we would all be faithful to, to share um, the work that you've done in our lives, God. I thank you again for First Baptist Church and for all the churches in Las Cruces that are um, just working diligently to reach children, reach families, mm-hmm. reach everyone, Lord. Um, there's so many people that need to know you. Um, God, we thank you most of all for Jesus um, and what he did for us on the cross. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank hey, you, God. Just for a
0: second. As we get ready to go, uh, I'll last him to stay in here just a little minute. If you want to come and ask a question or two, uh, say something, or if you know him, say hi to him. Uh, that'd be good as well. Uh, I want to pray for them and for the church. I want to let you know also that Asante Church in Phoenix, you know, the COVID thing has put them back and, come, and be able to have the actual launch. But they are launching their first public worship service January 3rd, uh, Barry's going to be there. They have already baptized. I I've lost count how many, I mean, I know there's a number. I can't remember how many they baptized. They baptized before they have even launched their church has grown. They've more than doubled their initial group. Uh, we expect that sort of results in all by the way. And uh, are doing great. And then in Denver, uh, Livingstone is one, uh, I think their baptism number over the last three years, Mike's over 150. Is that right? I might know that goes there and Mac will be up there uh, probably at the same time and uh, they're they're you know despite all this stuff they're doing they're doing well and then our partnership with um, m28 we will no longer continue that because they are basically now on full steam ahead and so we'll be working uh, developing another relationship with Phoenix, so we're excited about our partnerships. I'm really excited about this. I look forward to working with them, and seeing uh, what they're going to do. Uh, yeah, he scored, or together they scored one of the highest assessments that NAM has ever had in uh, determining NAM has an assessment program whether someone is fit to be a church planner. We and it. Huh? No, I'm Just kidding. I said we cheated. No, <laughs> it's okay. I've done that time or two, so it wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me a lick. So that shows aptitude to overcome your uh, problems. And and so I was very, uh, in fact, when we began the process of looking, uh, uh, Monty Patton out of Phoenix is working with, so we got this guy and his wife in Crucis. You want to partner with him? And so I began with that and then working with Dennis, so we're excited about working with them, uh, And yeah, we appreciate y'all coming, spend some time. Look forward to seeing you more often. Thank you for having me. And uh, it's great. And uh, you did not share, but you work for Baptist Student Ministries, correct? I do. So she may I know work she for, works with David Englehart. Yeah,
2: I do. Yeah. I work for and, Christian Challenge. And
0: you work with uh, Evelyn. Yes. And uh, Linda yeah. so, as well. We're so both cool.
2: uh, his assistant.
0: Yeah. yeah. So awesome.
2: And it might be easy to multiply two. Huh? I said it might be easy to multiply our church.
0: Yeah, is that way? For
2: two people. For two people. Yeah, yeah we can, you can multiply, multiply that quickly. pretty easily, hopefully.
0: You can't. You We've can been multiplying. Ex- explosive percentage <laughs> growth. That'll be great. <laughs> Go from two to four, you're just doing great. <laughs> Let me play for us. So, Father, it, it is exciting time to see. I, I know no, Anytime something new happens in your kingdom, I any mean, Time you start a church, anytime you're, you're, you come to be a, new, a pastor in a new place, it's just a great deal of excitement. I know, I know in planning this church, there, there's unbelievable excitement. I know you've you set these two aside in their family and others to join them on this journey, and we're excited for them. Thank you that uh, Derek and Tara feel called to plant a church here in Cruces. We know there's a great need. We experience that all the time. Uh, thank you for the opportunity we have to just in some small way Uh, work with them and partner with them. And so, Father, we ask you, bless them and that you help this over the course of many years to reap a wonderful harvest. You give them your full measure of grace and blessing you have in Christ's name, amen. Before we go, your uh, sending church is out of Fort Worth? Yes. What's the name of that church?
1: Uh, Life Point Church. Life Point Church. Yeah, Life Point Church, Fort Worth. Okay. Yeah, so they, when we were planning on church planting when we were in seminary okay. we were with them the whole time okay. they wanted to be that sending church okay. and then that fell through
0: so. and so everybody has it ease your, your separation from uh, real life has been very positive Derek's staff he's yeah. one of the elders and they are also uh, supporting you they correct? are partners so I want everybody to know that's a, yeah. uh, a good thing which I'm glad to hear <laughs> 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 I, didn't, I didn't want it to be we were partnering and Derek's leaving and all that so uh, so that's really good and so we're excited and uh Y'all are dismissed early. Uh, so y'all can, can do that. Early? So it's good, it's a good start. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> only three minutes, right? Thank, Thank you guys.